and welcome back to the podcast. That's the sound of, I was going to say the summer, but that sounds more cringy than anything I've ever heard in my life. No worries. I'm not drinking on the job today. I simply have a not sponsored president's choice, unsweetened, sparkling water in the ginger ale flavor. Now, if you're not a sparkling water fan, I don't even want to hear you open your mouth to say another word. But what I do want you to do is try this flavor because it's one of my favorites. It's truly special and it's unlike any other sparkling water you ever tasted. But that's not what the podcast is about. First of all, I just want to say my apologies because it's been over a month since I recorded my podcast and posted and that is because I have just changed my life right around. Not by choice, um, but the school year has ended. I have finished my first year at college and that required me to move for my beautiful... I don't have a single word to describe it. I was going to say eloquent, but but that wasn't what I was looking for. The word I'm looking for is quiet. Um, and another big word that I probably can't pronounce and or remember, but I moved from my beautiful little space where I lived alone back into my family home with my mother and my siblings. As you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am so excited about that. I am so excited for never having alone time and arguing with my sisters until the sun goes down. Now, as I say that, it's completely not true because I am alone at this point. It is currently 12.03 a.m. on Saturday night. Um, now, was I meant to record this? No. I actually already started recording this around 7.30 p.m. Um, and I made the mistake of accepting an update um, for my computer earlier on in the day. Now, I don't know about you guys, but every time I open my laptop... It says it needs to be updated and I always click that remind me tomorrow button because honestly I don't have the goddamn time for that and I don't truly believe in updates and that it's going to fix anything because there's nothing wrong with my laptop so I just didn't but somehow at some point along the line I accepted the update and my update started about five minutes into my podcast and then it proceeded to update for an hour Um, and then the footage was I mean the audio recording was lost. Um, and then I had to, um, I had some other responsibilities to attend to. So we're now returning to this and I wanted to get this recorded while I was home alone. So my family doesn't think I'm absolutely utterly insane. Although they do listen to the podcast. Um, I just don't like people being around for it. I need a little bit of space. Um, now I, I am in my room and my stuff is 96% unpacked. But in that 4% is my podcast headphones that um, I have, but I lost, well, it's not to say it's lost, it's misplaced the very small attachment that adapts it into the laptop. I'd just like to say, fuck you, Apple, okay? All that Apple does, it's, I'm creating a conspiracy theory here, is they make updates to their phone that they market as, like, better Like, they made the iPhone, um, like, semi-water-resistant by making less holes. Like, they removed the iPhone, or the aux cord jack, um, so that it's less likely to get 
water in it. No, they didn't. You know why they did that? So they could have one port for the charging ports. You would have to buy their adapters to attach your headphones in. You have to buy more of their products so they make more money. And that's exactly what they did with the laptop. There's two USB-C charging ports in my laptop. So now I have to buy all these fucking adapters. I have an adapter for USB and an adapter for aux and an adapter for fucking everything. And they're also so tiny that it's lost. So I'm just loosely recording this without headphones and therefore can't hear my own voice. A little bit less, well, I can hear my own voice, but a little bit less narcissistic, a little bit more, it's almost freeing. I'm kind of vibing with it, if I'm being honest. I have a little podcast corner set up in my room. So I have a little special table and a little special chair and it's all coming together. But enough about me. Um, Let's move into the depth of the podcast. We have a bit of catching up to do. Lots of things have been irritating me over the past few months. Let's talk current events. First current event um, I know you guys care about because I roast the royal family left, right, center. Um, And we unfortunately lost the life of the grandpa. And I say this, clearly I care because I can't remember his name. I think it's Philip? Prince Philip? Maybe? Rest in peace. He died at the ripe age of 176, um, and the cause of death was his age. Are we surprised? No. He looked like a prune, through and through. Uh, That's coming from someone who worked at a retirement home and dealt with the elderly 24-7. I've never seen a man look so deathly ill and yet somehow breathing. It was a it was a modern day miracle. It was like when Trump had COVID and he was like, I'm totally fine. And then they like panned to him, like doing a press thing. He's like, you're going to see him like gulping for air. That was Prince Philip 99% of the time. And so I'm glad that his um, soul will rest easy in the hands of our friend Satan. And I hope that his dear wife, Queen Elizabeth III is enjoying her freedom because if I was her, I was, what is she, seven, I was like 76, so she's more like 123, right? If I was her and I had been married to the same man since I was like 19, I've been queen for 19, like there would be some freedom in that. Like girl, go out. Like she's the queen. She can't go out like on the town and pick up a new man, but like realistically she could. She's got a line of suitors. You know, who wouldn't get with the queen? Respectfully. I'm sure she saves it for marriage. And, like, legally in terms of, like, Christianity. Are they Christians? Probably. In terms of Christianity, you can get remarried if your husband... That's... Sorry. Again, I like to do lots of hand gestures. That was the... If you could just imagine me taking my right hand and doing the universal signal for death, the cut across the throat, and this was the sound effect is her husband dying. So now she has the full freedom to go get it. Although she's under the public eye, you know, good for her. Go get it, girl. Hey, Lizzie, watch out. She's going to be out on the town. I'm going to see her on a Friday night at Shoeless Joe's, just sipping down rum and Cokes until the sun comes up. Anyways, enough about the goddamn queen. That's not even what I wanted to even talk about, but that was the only current event that I can remember. Um and that I have written down, I guess we could mention Ontario's back in a lockdown, stay-at-home order. Who knows? I think no one knows, not even Premier Doug Ford. But it's really, it's a beautiful thing 
when the conservatives themselves regret electing a leader of their own party. It's it's truly comical. What I've seen recently with conservatives is they'll be like, oh, Doug Ford's doing the best he can because Trudeau's fucked the whole system. Sure. Whatever helps you sleep at night, if you want to blame it, but not that I'm against the stay-at-home order, but it's who it's directed at, right? We all know who's not staying at home, right? We've seen their stories. We may have seen their Facebook posts. We know who it is. But when they influence and they, they set up these stay-at-home orders, it doesn't negatively affect these people because they were never affected by the pandemic. They're either, you know, 18-year-old kids who have zero responsibility and their parents are paying for their education so they can go and get drunk every fucking day of the week, or it's super well-off people who can do their job from anywhere. But who it's affecting is, one, the college kids who can't get a goddamn job. There's literally, it's impossible to get a job. And the only jobs that there are are their horrible minimum wage jobs at grocery stores and fast food restaurants that aren't getting paid enough and that are under horrible working conditions and that kids are risking their lives to give you your goddamn Tim Hortons coffee. And why? That's another thing. Here's my beef of the goddamn day, Tim Hortons. Now, I, as a Canadian, don't have a connection to Tim Hortons because I'm constantly disappointed by their products. You get an iced coffee from Tim Hortons on Monday, you get an iced coffee from Tim Hortons on Tuesday. They are completely different entities. They're complete, they could be completely different. One could taste so sweet that it's giving you type 2 diabetes and you know it. Or it's so disgustingly bitter that you actually turns you into hating coffee in its entirety right? So I don't really do Tim's coffee. I don't, I don't waste my time with that shit, but Tim Hortons has a very good reputation for bringing out new items that are trash. For example, their dark roast, right? They've had like six or seven stabs at a dark roast and every time it fails. You want to know why? Because no one going to Tim Hortons to get hot coffee is going to change their order. I'm sorry, they're not. They're getting the same shit every day. They don't want anything new. The reason that they're going to Tim Hortons is for the specific regular blend of coffee that they make. So why would Tim Hortons come up with a different blend? You're not attracting any new customers. You're a household name in every fucking Canadian building. Okay? Go to your target market and go to your target market only. This isn't a time to pick up new clients. You either love Tim Hortons or you don't pay for that shit. There's no in between. So why are you coming up with new products? But they had a nerve after their horrid dark roast time and time again. They decided to come up with a cold brew coffee. Now, I have a connection to cold brew coffee. It's actually my preferred way to drink coffee because it just has a beautiful smooth taste and it's traditionally less bitter than typical brewed hot coffee. Now, I'm a dedicated Starbucks cold brew drinker because I think that they have the best fast food available cold brew. They have one of the only cold brews available. And if you're just going to get cold brew price-wise comparison to other fast food restaurants, it's on the same plane. Okay? Now, Tim Hortons comes out with a cold brew. I'm pumped because I just want to give it a try. So they did a... <laughs> See, I just contradicted myself entirely because my whole entire argument based off new... Anyways, uh, mm, don't quote me, but 
I want to try this new cold brew because I'm a cold brew lover and it's something that they haven't done because their iced coffee is trash. So I go to get a cold brew, I get it black. Now I don't, I drink black cold brew period, but I do put creamer in my hot coffees if it's too bitter, but I decided to get it um, black. First mistake. Because I should never have trusted that anything coming out of Tim Hortons should be drinking black. But I get it. Sip one. I'm not even out of the parking lot. And I'm diving in for sip one. And I kid you not. It tasted like you took three singular coffee beans. Soaked them in a vinegar mixture for three and a half days. Drained the coffee beans and then... Just let it sit outside on your windowsill for 75 days. That's the, that's the most taste I could give you. And they almost, in that 70-day period where it's sitting on your windowsill, it's collecting dust. So imagine what that tastes like. That was the Tim Hortons coffee cold brew. I almost spit it out on my dashboard, except I had respect for my car. And I didn't want my car to have to go through what I just did. So I'm like, well, shit. Boy, did I just pay $3 for this shit. And of course, I got a large because I needed coffee. And who gets a small coffee? If you need a small coffee, you don't need coffee, okay? You need maybe like a hug and a, gl a glass of water is what you need. But I was, it was a busy day and I needed coffee. And it was just so disappointing. I go home, I add cream, I add sugar, I add a little bit of love and it still tasted like I licked the floor of a fast food restaurant that they had just cleaned with mop water and that they put vinegar in. And yes, I don't know what that tastes like, but I've smelt it. That's what it tasted like. So Tim Hortons, how about we wrap that up and we throw it out? That's disgraceful. Who did you, who did you do that? Who did you test that with, right? For those of you who don't know, we go to the business cycle. Before any restaurant or any product is brought to your market and it sits on the shelf, they test it in test groups. So they get a bunch of kids together. It's usually arranged, typically their target market, who they're trying to reach through outside of their target market. Their target market is who they expect their sales to come from, essentially. So Tim Hortons, in my mind, target market for their cold brew would be teenage white girls who are struggling with their self-confidence mental health and school so that really that really fit me <laughs> stop okay um that really fit me they i was their target market i was who they were trying to attack okay so they got essentially me and a bunch of other slightly racist white girls into a room gave them this coffee and said try it and then they gave them about seven other coffees. They said, try it. And then they asked them which one they liked the most. Which one? Why? Blah, blah, blah. So they went through series of testing for this cold brew. Or at least they should have. They're Tim Hortons. They had the money for that. And you're telling me all of these white bitches sat there and said, yeah, yes, Mr. Horton, that's a good cup of cold brew. Wrong. Wrong. It tarnished my whole reputation. Every time I look out of Tim Hortons. I think of the traumatization they put me through with that coffee and I can't even, I don't even think I'll buy another thing from Tim Hortons in my entire life. Maybe this week. This week. Like if I, like, like the only reason I would ever go to Tim Hortons is on a nice sunny afternoon. You're heading 
to one of your rich friend's house who has a pool and you're like, you know what? I just need something sweet and frozen and it's an ice cap. That was, that would be the only thing that I would buy from Tim Hortons, but you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, I'm not going to. They don't deserve my money. They don't deserve my money. And you know who doesn't deserve money is grown men on bicycles. Now, <laughs> the transition on that was just gorgeously smooth, but my current summer job is something that I can't discuss legally in the name of the company, but I work for a third party delivery company. Okay. So I'm delivering, I'm around, I'm around town. See me. You'll see me at some point because I'm there. And I've been just driving around town and it's been quite nice the past couple of days. And I have seen probably a dozen grown full size men in cargo shorts, a t-shirt, potentially, of course, the sunnies and a hat riding a bicycle. You look like buffoons. Okay. If you're going to ride a, I would say who rides bikes, kids, teens, the people who do the weird BMX shit at the X games, cyclists who are getting some good exercise in and then Olympians. That's the range of people. That's the five groups people I think just fight allowed to ride a bike. Okay. And if you're going to ride a bike and you're a civilian and you're not in any of those five groups, make it look like you deserve to be on that bike. I see people around town. They have the full spandex suits, right? The shorts, the pads on the, on the, you know, where the seats going. Cause that's another problem. Who made bikes? The seats are ridiculous. And they have the full spandex, usually a short sleeve. They got the helmet. They have the aerodynamic sunglasses. You fooled me. You got me. If you're in that outfit riding a bicycle, I'm like, okay, they're training for the Olympics, even though I'm in a random city in the middle of, you know, Ontario. I know they're not training for the Olympics, but my mind associates them with the Olympic group. And I'm okay with that. You get that. You get that exercise. You move those legs. You build the quads. All you. But everything that I just said loses all meaning when I see a grown man who's clearly a dad on a bike without his kids. Like if you were with, if you took the family on a, on a bike trip, if you're heading through the local park, the local trails, you got Jimmy and Tino with you and you're cruising through, you know, the scenery. I'm okay with that. But what would possess you to get on a bicycle by yourself? You look like two scenarios. One, you're a complete pervert going to, like, spy on children. Or two, you've had multiple DUIs and your license is suspended. One thing that my um, Felsley family has taught me is if you see a grown man on a moped, DUI. Right? Nothing would possess a grown man to get on a moped unless his license has been revoked. revoked so when i see that that bicycle gives me the same vibes and it's just like you look like a loser right like there's 700 different ways you can get your exercise like bro get off your bike okay you're not fooling anybody no one's thinking hey john you're looking good on the bike bud no Go home to your wife and kids, okay? Go to your job. 
go do something that's worth your time and not ride around your bicycle around town. Like, this is fucking Italy in the 1970s and you're going to town to get a baguette. Okay? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And, and like, I wouldn't be so upset if I didn't see so many of them. And it just strikes a chord to me. I just want to roll my window down dramatically. If I, you know what? I've been thinking about this. I think I might get roll down windows for for um, my car. I have automatic windows, but it's just like no fun. Like I wanna I wanna be in the middle of a of a busyish street. Slow my car down. Hit the hazards so people know I'm stopping. You see me. Work in the shoulder, work in the traps, roll out, hit the wall there, guys, sorry about that, rolling down the window, stick my head out the window, I'll get to the side of the mic so you get the vibe, so you're, you're riding the bike, and I just go, hey, buddy, you look like an idiot, and then pull myself back into the car, roll the window back up, hit the hazard off, and we're going back to work. I'm just going to take a pause because I need to take my jacket off. Sorry about that. For some reason, I still have my coat on like a lunatic. Um, but that's just the, that's just my irritation for the day. Um, really, uh, you, you've lost all your status. Not that you have, well, it's a white man. You have a lot of power there, but, but get off the bike. Um, I also, um, made a comment in my last post that ruffled some feathers. Wow, that's the whitest thing I've ever said. That made some people uncomfortable. And the end of my podcast last, uh, I was going to say week, good luck, last month, um, I chatted quickly about how embarrassing it is to have a peanut allergy. <laughs> and I stick to that. Um, because I think it's interesting, in, in all sense of evolution and the idea of man is that we evolved to enough to like live right and now that we have modern medicine and modern technology there's lots of people roaming the earth that really would not be here if it wasn't for those things specifically people with pain allergies like before anything was invented and you were just we were just roaming the earth as nomads just shooting bears down with like a rock and and eating it Clearly, I took a history class or two. But, like, imagine being someone who's allergic to peanuts and, like, you're just chilling with the family. You're you're rummaging. You're, you're harvesting for the fam. And you just get a peanut, eat it, and, and little Timmy's dead. Right? Like, it's kind of crazy to think that those people are still alive because of what we have. And I was just thinking, uh, instead of apologizing for that, I'm just going to build off that. Imagine what bees would feel like if they knew that they had the power to kill people right so if you think of a little bee or like a wasp or something they i was always afraid of wasps with kids and my mom would be like listen sydney <laughs> i'm so sorry mom that's not my impression of my mom she'd be like sydney they're they're so much they're so afraid of you they're so much smaller than you like you don't have to be afraid of the bees they're 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 so small they, they're scared of you they're scared of you for those of you who know my mom, that's a great impression. Just kidding. Love you, mom. But, so, realistically, in a sense, if I was a bee, I would be afraid of humans, point blank, period. But if the bees knew that there was a percentage of the population that they could attack and kill, 
imagine the power you'd feel as a bee. Like if I had a, if I turned into a bee tomorrow, I'd get into the hive. Said, "Listen up, queen. Listen up, guys. We're gonna go around and we're gonna look for people with the epipens. Okay? We're gonna sting them. We're gonna risk some of our lives here because I think bees, once they sting, they die. I, I don't know. Do I work here? Um, and we're gonna knock out a percentage of the population to the point where they're gonna be terrified of us and we're gonna run the world because really bees could really do damage." right? In the same way that like many animals do like bears, like people are afraid of bears, but like imagine the fears the bees could instill if they just started knocking us out. So if you're allergic to bees, you keep that EpiPen, you keep it close. I don't know why today is the day that I'm doing the worst impressions of like I, like that, keep your pens close, kids. Sick. That's my impression of like um, an Italian man, and I just I'm I'm glad that you didn't receive that until I explained it to you because it's embarrassing that that's my impression. I suck at impressions, but like when I'm when when you're listening to me for an extended period of time, I like to give tones. You know, I remember in English class, all the horrible English teachers that I have. You were my English teacher, except for my tenth grade English teacher. I didn't like it, you guys. Okay. I didn't. I didn't like English. Because to me, English classes in high school, they aren't English classes, they're literature. Right? You take a French class in high school, bonjour, we're learning the goddamn language. Okay? We're expanding our understanding of the language and we're expanding learning new words. But when you're in English class and, you know, we've already, you know, know enough words to be able to talk and to be able to function in society they're not teaching you don't go to english class and they're like hey we're gonna know, we're gonna learn the word we're gonna we're gonna learn flabbergasted and you're like oh flabbergasted new word cool how do we spell that right no you go to english class and they're like we're gonna actually today kids we're gonna be looking through the book the great gatsby it's always the goddamn great gatsby it's always the goddamn great gatsby and they're like and we're gonna find the symbols in the book and what the symbols means. Uh, so when when Mr. Gatsby looks out his deck and he's looking across the ocean and he sees a green light. Now, yes, of course, we know that the green light at the end of the dock is so no fucking idiots take their boat and run into the dock. I'm sorry. <coughs> Just need a second. That voice is kind of hard to do. Sorry. This is indeed my impression of my... Um, 11th grade English teacher. Um, so, no, just kidding. Not 11th. You were a gem. 10th. You know, we know it's a green light to stop the bones from hitting, you know, the dock and dying. But really, what it is to Mr. Gatsby is he's actually looking at it and it's the entirety of the American dream that he is reaching. He puts two hands out and reaches for the green light. And of course, green is a symbolism for money. So he's reaching out for the American dream, which is really the dream of money. No, he's not. You know what Mr. Gatsby's doing? Shit all, because he's drunk, white, man, and he's rich. He doesn't need to reach for more money. He doesn't need to reach for more money. He doesn't need to reach for the American dream. He's good. He's chilling. What a dumb book The Great Gatsby is. 
oh, let's write a book about super rich people, you know, fighting because some of them were born rich and some of them made money. What the f- The American dream? Bro, we're in Canada. And not only are we in Canada, we also don't give a fuck about these people. And it's always the same 12 to 15 books. You know, you read The Secret Life of Bees, which I don't even, I don't even, I don't know. I can't turn the book because I don't remember what it was about. You read, you know, Three Blind Mice, that, the, th Blind mi Mice, th th mi Mice and Men, Mice and Men. You read, um, The Shakespeare's Until the Sun Goes Down. And all of these dumb books that I don't even remember because I did, oh, The Life of Pi, which, you know what, I'm going to stop right there because I kind of vibed with The Life of Pi. There's some books where, those books, you got to make the best out of it. For me, The Life of Pi, which if you guys don't know, is about a guy named Pi. Uh, and uh, he gets on a boat. Uh, he falls off a boat, gets on another boat. Oops, there's an entire wildlife zoo on the boat. And he tries to stay alive. And the animals become his friends. Okay. Pretty dope book idea. You know? He's on the boat with this tiger named Richard Parker, which is a dope fucking name. And, and like, it's like, oh, the tiger's gonna get me. Oh, the tiger's not gonna get me. This is, all of this is what I'm relaying to you is what I learned from watching the movie, not from reading the book. So it's kind of a cool movie and the movie ends and I'm like, you know what? Dope. Richard was a cool guy. The tiger, cool guy. Pie, cool guy. They survived out in the ocean. Something I'd never do. Cool. And then my teacher's like, Okay, well, um, did you know that the tiger represents freedom and the ape represents his mother who died? No, I didn't. Girl, I didn't because I just watched a movie about a tiger and thought, ooh, that's super dope. Hope he doesn't eat him and he didn't and that was the end. That's all I want to think about, right? When you're talking about, and when you're encouraging kids to read books, like, you know, I'm assuming they're reading these books to encourage kids to continue to read and, like, engage their mind and because reading's good for you because, you know, thinking. I don't know. But you want them to fall in love with the idea that's captured in these books and the storylines and the characters and you want them to enjoy the journey and when the journey ends, that's it. If you want to, if you're some of the person like I am, I watch a movie and then I think about it for the next seven days and I'm like, that's kind of cool. And I do break down things. Like, but in my own time, in my own thoughts, I could watch Life of Pi, watch it, understand it the way I do, relate it to areas in my life, and come up with a different conclusion than what my teacher did. But the problem with that is that they feed you this idea that everything meant this and everything meant that, when maybe it didn't. So you're not teaching anything. You're teaching us to identify the symbols that you have identified and created them that are in the curriculum when that's wrong the author maybe wrote it that way and maybe he didn't but the author wrote it for you to take away what the fuck you took away from it so for life of pi if i took away from it you know this idea and i want to run with that but the teacher's saying i need to think that this ape is his mother like that takes away the whole idea of interpreting the book to your own standards and so at the end of the day you get kids who are just googling what this meant for the teachers so they get the good marks instead of interpreting it the way that they thought and using their own brain to its full potential so that's what i have a problem with that 
is it's more of a study of literature and not even in a way that is creative, but in a way that's so cookie cutter and that it loses the whole sense of the meaning. Like, of course, authors and writers and shit write things and take literal meanings and incorporate them and hide them so that you find these kind of pockets of things and symbolisms of things and they probably wrote things that are deliberate and there's probably things that we found out of it that isn't deliberate and that's super cool and I think that that's amazing and I love that but to my own extent and to what my brain can comprehend there's certain things from what I've went through and experiences in my life that allows me to uncover certain things as opposed to Jimmy to my right who's been through something else can interpret in his own way but like they take everything away from that and then you have a produce a bunch of kids who are just trying to produce robot things to make their teachers happy instead of exploring areas of their own brain and it's sad because you have a whole generation who doesn't enjoy reading and doesn't you know like certain genres of films that they had to watch because they lost the whole sense of creativity behind it and I think that that kind of drives me crazy and made me hate those classes because it wasn't what they intended to be and that's what I think a lot of classes are in the whole education system in a whole is I'm sure it intended to be something beneficial but like if you don't have the teachers and you don't have the school boards that care about fostering those kids and their creativity, then you just end up creating a bunch of kids who hate going to school because of this sort of like cookie cutter creation that you're forcing them to be. Like I know that there's adjustment that had to be made so that kids learn certain things that are important, but the whole education system is a joke because they deliberately don't teach you things to keep certain industries running. I was talking to like my family about this the other day. We're doing our taxes and I was like, what I don't understand is one, why we're not teaching this in schools. Sure. When they started the education system and they started the idea of math and what they're going to teach the kids, you know, they put down what they thought was beneficial, but like as we evolved and as taxes became something that every person had to do and that was integrated in our society, that should have been integrated into our education. We should have been learning how to do our taxes because we have to do them, right? One, that's option number one. Or the government could just tell us the money that we owe them or the money that they're gonna give to us and we give that back. But instead, instead of solving the problem directly, they created an entire industry that creates your taxes and now I give John money to do my taxes that he gives back to me and then I give the money to the government, which they already knew how much money I had to give, but I had to go through that and pay somebody else to do it. And yes, that's how our economy fucking works. I understand that. That that exchange of goods is, and specifically money, is how we get things done. But there's so many things that are that are confusing and that I feel like are deliberate and that are harming us like 97% of the things that I learned in like school, you're not going to remember every bit of it, of course, you know, uh, that's just not how the brain works. But like, there's so many important things that we should be teaching in school that are cast away 
to learn things that I don't think that are valuable to every person in that way. And that was what really frustrated me about um, English um, and about that specifically. And I don't even know where I, I was, what I was even talking about. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started talking about bees, uh, and and now, uh, you know, we ended up in a rant about the entire education system. Cool, 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 cool. So we're just going to abandon that, and we're going to move on to the next thing I have written down on my list, which was a traumatizing work story I have for you guys. My life, my life is nothing but dramatic, and this is another dramatic situation. So let me set the scene for you, okay? It's the evening. It's a nice, it was a lovely day. The sun was shining, it was warm. I'm winding up the end of my shift. I get this delivery, I go pick up the food from the restaurant, put in the GPS of where I have to go. It's 18 minutes in a random direction in the middle of nowhere. Like I have been around every part of this town working as a delivery driver for almost two years. I know every part of this town. This place I had never been before. So I'm driving for like 18 minutes, I'm like, this is insane. I've never been here before. I have no idea where I am. Like, if my car breaks down, good luck me directing a tow truck. Because I have no idea where I am. Right? So I drive. I get to this street. I get to the house. I pull into this, like, long driveway. So there's no, like, the neighbors aren't really close. Um, and I've watched enough Criminal Minds to know I'm in danger. But what really set me in danger is I pull up. And as soon as I pull into the driveway, I hear this. I'll just back away from the microphone to respect for your ears. That is the bark of a shih tzu, right? Now, I have a beef I have beef with shih tzus. I have beef with small dogs that look ugly. You're ugly. You're not cute. All you do is bark. Your brain is the size of a squirrel. Okay? A size of a squirrel? The size of a nut was the word I was looking for, right? Like... And so this dog is just barking, barking, barking. Before I even, like, can locate the dog, I hear it. So I pull up to the driveway. I need to get the food I have in my car, location A, to location B, which is the front porch of this house. The distance spanning approximately 10 meters, let's say. Okay, the driveway is on the right edge of the property. The house is to the left, and the dog is in the middle of the yard in the front of the house attached to a small red leash okay even if you don't even have a mind's eye i'm perfectly gonna describe the situation for you so i'm chilling life is good uh i am okay because this dog is on a leash that he's like fully pulled leash he's full slacked out there and he's still a good distance away from me like he can't attack me like he's stuck there with the leash i'm like okay he can bark all he want but he's getting nowhere near me so I walk the foot up to the porch as I'm approaching the porch. I realize this dog isn't actually pulled the leash as far as he can go. It's just wrapped around this wooden pole that it's attached to. So as I'm moving up the driveway, this dog starts doing loops around the pole. He's doing, he's running. As he's running, he's unlooping himself from this tangle he's got. He's getting more slack, okay? He's getting closer to me. I'm, my heart's bumping, bumping, bumping. The fucking Shih Tzu is getting more... A, a pending doom is approaching me. Sydney. Okay? I drop the... F 
food on the porch. At this point, I'm like, okay, where's the owner? Okay, he's in the house. The door's open. I know he can hear this, but he doesn't know I'm in trouble, right? So I'm like, okay. Gather myself, drop the food off of the porch, close my thermal bag. I now have to get back to my car and this Shih Tzu has enough slack where he can attack me at any point. So I, you know what? I'm an atheist. I'm saying prayers. I'm saying God's be. I, at this point, I'm debating, okay, option number one, I walk to my car and I physically have to kick the, <laughs> kick the Shih Tzu to get him away from me. Because I'm not getting a bite from this Shih Tzu, okay? At the end of the day, who's more important? Me? In the middle of my shift? Or this goddamn Shih Tzu who probably shouldn't have even been born? So I'm like, listen, if this dog comes at me, I'm defending myself. Rest in peace, Mr. Shih Tzu. You're going down. I physically will force you away from me and that will get me safe from me to car but what if the owner comes out and he's a little upset that I just kicked his dog right so I'm like he could come out with a baseball bat and I'm done and again I'm in the middle of nowhere my body's never recovered I you know I'm done so I'm like I need to find an, uh, the ability to get to my car without damaging the shih tzu so all i have is my myself i don't have my cell phone it's in my car i don't have my car it's running i don't have my keys too so all i have is this small thermal bag my company bag that i am using as a shield like i'm captain america defending myself against the rabid shih tzu so i have it in front of my body, like, shuffling, like, galloping to my car, holding this bag down, defending, the, the dog's coming at me. He's attack. He's, he's attacking. He's jumping on my bag that's defending my lower calves, and I'm just galloping to my car. It was the longest 30 seconds of my life trying to get to my car. I do a final little push with the bag, get him far enough away from me, get on my car, close the door. I'm safe. As I'm in my car, putting it in reverse to get the fuck out of here, here comes the neighbor, or the owner of the house. He comes out, gets his food, gives me a wave. Go fuck yourself, buddy. I almost just died. No, your Shih Tzu almost just died. Because that boy, that little Shih Tzu was going down, okay? Sydney was not going down. The dog was. You're lucky I had something to defend myself with that didn't damage your dog. But... Here's the thing, if you're expecting a delivery, don't have your rabid dog on the front goddamn porch where it can attack me, especially because I had the food. Like, if I got to the place and the dog had enough slack to get to me in the first place, I wouldn't have dropped out your food because I have a bag full of nice smelling food your dog's gonna go for. Like, be respectful. Like, as, as a delivery driver, that's what I've learned. No one gives a fuck about you. They could care less. Like, who is me and I expecting a delivery? I'm, like, doing my best to make sure that this delivery for this person is as seamless as possible. You know, like, I'm putting, leave it on the porch. Don't worry, leave it on the porch, okay? Here's a water bottle. You know, here's some sanitizer. Stay safe, buddy. You know, I'm turning the lights on. I wave them down on the street. Don't even need to look for me. I'm waving them down, right? 
I'm doing everything I possibly can to make Mr. Delivery Driver as easy and seamless as possible so that he can do his job without obstacles. I'm not letting my rabid dog potentially maul the poor kid barely making minimum wage in the middle of a goddamn pandemic in the middle of a goddamn stay-at-home order without the vaccine. Okay? I ain't got no antibodies on my body. That's another thing. Where's the goddamn vaccine? And get it, please, for fuck's sakes. As everyone who's, uh, you know, my age waiting to get this vaccine, I'm waiting my turn, okay? I understand, realistically, from a standpoint of health, I have the advantage being more youthful. Still, I'm still, everyone's still at risk. So hurry up, get your goddamn vaccine so it's my turn. So that I can get it. And I'm just, just be nice to fucking drivers and, you know, poor kids working at grocery stores and fast food restaurants. I've done it all. And it's, it just gave me less and less respect for the entirety of humanity because nobody gives a shit about anybody anymore. Like, I walk into the grocery store, I understand like, I don't mind waiting outside because I understand that the government has made a law that there's only a certain amount of people in the building. And I understand that people need to get groceries and we need to wait our turn in line. And I thank the guy who sanitized my carts and thank you the people who, you know, scan my vegetables. Because, you know, they're not, not paid enough and they're just trying their best. And they're dealing with people all day long who are just so selfish and idiotic. So, you know what? Tomorrow... You're out and about, you're getting your groceries because all you can get, you know, thank you, thank you to all our minimum wage essential workers. You guys are killing it. You're getting the job done. You're dealing with assholes all day. You deserve a pat on the back. If I had any sort of financial incentive or anything other than a pat on the back for you, you know I would give it to you, but I have nothing else I could give to you. But thank you. I appreciate you. I hope you get access to the vaccine. I hope you're doing well. I hope everybody's family is doing lovely during this pandemic. Summer is upon us. Nice weather is upon us. Let's not forget that we are still in one of the deadliest pandemics of our entire human race. Okay, so let's all respect one another. Let's remember to stay safe. Protect not only yourself and your family, but the community. Everybody suffers when you're out and about and, you know, being reckless and, you know, hanging out with your friends. Like, let's just take a second. I know it's been a tough year. We've all been through it. You know, I just finished my first year of college that was completely online and completely during the pandemic. And it's tough. There's changes. People don't like changes. But our brain has the ability to adapt. And that's what we're doing. And there's a a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, you know, peace coming our way. So in this last stretch, let's just remember that you're not the only person on the planet. Okay. Gather yourself and, and, um, let's spread some love. Okay. I know the weather's nice. Go sit on your back deck, you know, absorb that vitamin C, D, E, F, G, um, keep safe. Don't drink too much alcohol. Don't smoke too much weed. Lay off the crack. Okay? 
Lay off the tobacco. Keep it easy. It's not the summer to uh, destroy our livers. But have fun. And I will see you next episode of the podcast. I have some really exciting episodes coming. Some guests that I have scheduled. They're not scheduled, but they have committed to joining me on the podcast. So some new and different episodes coming your way. As always, I genuinely appreciate you listening and I hope you have an absolutely delightful time until the next time we speak. Goodbye, good night, and...